Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, Steve Claridge, he likes uh, a bit of football. Um, yeah, so... Uh, uh, championship. Uh, yeah. Do you want to try your uh, Steve Claridge impression out? Uh, yeah, I'd like to have a go, actually. Yeah, it'd probably be, probably be all right. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen my girl's skirt? Ladies and gentlemen, one and all, welcome to the Football Ramble. Here we are, and James or Jim is with me. Hello! Peter is with me. Yes, yes! Uh, Luke is not, I'm afraid. Why is Luke not here? Uh, The near-beardy one is, uh, he's gallivanting. Where's he gone? Don't know. I think it's two for one in Subway outside. So So he's not here. I believe he's in Scotland, isn't he? That's just where you've been. Disgrace! <laughs> if you if you are listening on a on a mobile uh, MP3 player, you can probably turn it up a little bit because there won't be quite so much shouting, <laughs> not quite so much dynamic volume. Should, should we just have a moment of silence? <sighs> there we go. There we are. That would have never <laughs> happened before. Um, in recent footballing news, um, there's been uh, a few bans going on. And so my opening question is thus. Uh, Chaps, what is the most ridiculous or perhaps a a memorable ban you can remember in the game of football? James? Um, I'm going to go for a classic one here, which is just Rio Ferdinand forgetting that you have to go to a drugs test. Because it it was eight months, wasn't it, you got for that? Eight months. You forget that he missed all that time and missed a... Was it a World Cup? It was, wasn't it? Or was it Euro 2002? 2004. It was. It was Euro 2004. Yeah. Just unbelievable. Bloody <laughs> hell. I, I forgot It cost that. him. Yeah, it, <laughs> it massively. Bloody, it bloody cost him. That is, in, actually, that is incredible. You f- you f- <laughs> you've, you've stumped me. You just forget, though, don't you, that that ever even happened. <laughs> but that, isn't it all credit to him that he came back and he, it's as if he was, he was, if he was never away? Mm. Mm. Didn't, let his, uh, didn't let his fitness slide? No. No, he never. But uh, now... Came back... St- Really pumped, juiced <laughs> up. Someone might say, <laughs> um, uh, and Jaffa cakes in hand. Yes. Um, but Ferdinand said that he didn't know that, that the testing was going on that day. He Is said a right? lot of things, didn't there he? There were so many. His drug-addled brain, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> it, I know this, that if, if a football club is having drugs tests going on that day, you cannot forget it. You can't, like, everyone's there making sure everyone does one. Mate, you like can't Christmas. eat Jaffa cakes on the pitch. He's a lawyer <laughs> to himself. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's a written rule, but I find it very hard to believe that when, he's, when he was like, oh, well, I forgot. Mm. Are you trying to tell me, Man United? I mean, could they not have got mm. him on the phone? What's, what's a pissing on the phone? <laughs> Sounds all right to me. Piss me through the phone. That's a, that's a, a popular song. Kiss me through the phone. But yeah, uh, I, Rio, Pete, who have you got? 
Um, well, it's, it's probably more for the act itself. I was torn between Cantona's Kung Fu or Di Canio 11 matches for pushing the referee oh, over. Man, they're both act. classic bands. Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> band. I mean, well-deserved, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Paul Alcock, it was. It, uh, it was a lovely little band. It was a lovely little band, <laughs> and not only that, it just just the fact that when the, at the point where he got the first red card, he was trying to omnom shiva um, <laughs> Martin <laughs> Keown in the face. He's like, omnom shiva, omnom shiva, <laughs> and people were trying to pull him off. Listeners, I only wish that you could have seen the actions that went with that. There. Um, oh dear. Yeah, good. So you go for, for. I'm going for Decanio's. Uh, yeah, colourful yeah. push, pushy push, push. I, barely a push. Well, if he hadn't fallen over, it possibly wouldn't have been such a big thing. It probably might have been five games, but <laughs> you cannot yeah. let that go unpunished. I was disappointed with the with the referee there. People forget though that that game was settled by a fantastic goal by Lee Briscoe. I think it was in the last minute. I think it was Lee Briscoe. Someone might be able to email in and, and say, but in the last minute, from the corner of the box, delicate half volley over David Seaman oh. to win the game for mm. Sheffield Wednesday. That's what I remember that game for, <laughs> footballing reasons. <laughs> um, uh, All right, Platini. <laughs> well, my, uh, the band I've chosen, this was... But this this band came to light when they were talking about other players who tested positive for cocaine. Mm. And Mutu got nine months, was it? Mm, yeah. And has been severely punished even more since. And other players, it, it was this player got banned for cocaine, nine months, six months, and all the rest of it. Rene Higuita in Colombia... <laughs> Six matches. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty sure cocaine is not, you know, performance-enhancing drugs. So <laughs> really, I mean, presumably it isn't. I, I, mean, I love that. In the Italian league, Spanish league, English league, German league, all the rest of it. Dealt with Sevilla. In Colombia, oh, I'll just give him six matches. <laughs> you know he's only banned for getting caught as well. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not giving some away to the police. <laughs> <laughs> give us some of that. No, you're banned. Get out. <laughs> six matches. Ah, get over that. <laughs> <laughs> we were so severe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about bands and uh, and uh, you know pissing in a glass for for testing positive for cocaine and all the rest of it. Uh, Diego Maradona, when he played for Nap- Napoli, there was rumours that they used to give him a fake penis with <laughs> with uh, with unpositive piss uh, in it. And, I hope uh, they didn't just cut it off someone else. <laughs> well, I mean, you never know. What happens behind closed doors of an Italian football club? No. Allegedly. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, yeah, they apparently he did. So he would go in, they'd give him the fake knob and... Uh, yeah, I'd love that. Brilliant. I'd be getting out all the time. Look at this. Look me stick <laughs> pins through it. I'm unbeatable. I like I, I how you said um, pissing in a glass as well. No, that, that's to test positive for rugby. Oh, <laughs> okay. See, I see. Um, so there, there we go. There's the bands. Uh, I think I'm going to take the points. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, so a lot of you. This dictatorship we need, is getting we, worse. We need Luke here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. Um, but thank goodness he isn't. Um, but yeah, hey. sticking with... <laughs> forgiveness, please. Um, <laughs> uh, sticking with the bands, uh, Chelsea, of course, have been hit with uh, their ban, not being able to um, sign any new players until January 2011. Mm. It brings a smirk to your face. It does. Well, I must say, when you look back at... As far back as when Abramovich first took over, and they were unsettling um, Ericsson. There was the whole business with Ashley Cole. There was a couple of Leeds youth players as well. Right. Chelsea have had this coming. This this relates back to the sort of the, the Mourinho time, obviously. Yeah. And they <laughs> do seem, genuinely seem to have cleaned their up, act up a lot since then. Mm. But it has gone on, and they they flagrantly just flouted the rules. And but it's it's never going to stand, surely, that amount of time. Surely, it's, I I do wonder if they've got the guts to actually 
really enforce this on Chelsea. But isn't there something where if they appeal, like the appeal process yeah. is going to take so long that the ban might not actually come into effect straight away? Yeah, the, which which could cost them even further. Really, I, I think, think they're, they're talking about that it might finish a week before the next transfer window closes. I think. So in either way, they're definitely going to be banned for the next one. Right. I think that's what I've heard. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it was for the um, found guilty of uh, tapping up Gail um, Kakuta. Mm. Have you seen the footage of that? Kid? He looks decent. He does look good. <laughs> he's I mean, worth tapping up. I'd say. Uh, absolutely. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure because he's got like a four month ban, hasn't he? And they're going to ab- absolutely have to sort of graduate from youth to youth players. That's I'm sure. Fair? Banning the the, the the player himself. Uh, I mean, I know he's obviously... He has broken the contract, hasn't he? Right. I, I think it, it, in Chelsea could argue that they're, that the player is the only person who has broken any rules, because tapping mm. up technically well, isn't true. illegal. Well, I don't know, it, is it, isn't it a slightly different matter from tapping up, though? It's the, the whole sort of inducing him to break his yeah, contract. Yeah, exactly. I mean, than... there's still a contract mm. broken, I guess, but I, it just seems weird that how much they've fined the player and how much they've... Um, Damage Chelsea. It's a huge, yeah, it's a huge. I, I, when, yeah, I think, when I think about sort of the way Chelsea would operate, I'd imagine Peter Kenyon would hire the guy um, on Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You know, like the, the child catcher on that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> After he shed his skin. <laughs> no, no, he'd hire that guy. And so he'd go like in a little cart and that with Chelsea colours on it, and you know. Transfers all free today. There's a lot of time of the Pied Piper just sending a lot of youth players <laughs> into the mountain. Great team. stuff. Great I mean, stuff. it's just kind of it, it's it's you got to draw this in distinction between tapping up and uh, an actual breaking a uh, kidnapping, breaking an, <laughs> breaking an actual contract, but. I mean, they can't. Sort, there's a lot of talk at the moment saying that I'll oh, pay for a picking on and the British teams and stuff with Eduardo and stuff like that. But yeah. I mean, they did, they already did the same to Roma. Yeah. To be mm. fair, I mean, not in a huge, not as long a ban, but um, I, th- I think I think nobody can accuse uh, UEFA of being particularly uh, just picking on the Premier League. I don't. I don't no, think I think that's case. paranoid to say that, and there are a lot of people saying that. It's, I mean, Man City have also been accused. Um, of doing this and Man United as well by Le Havre well I like the Man United's response they're obviously feeling a little fuck little, off <laughs> they're feeling a little guilty they're, they're basically saying oi don't even think casting aspersions yeah, yeah. yeah well you only have to look at how they approach Berbatov how they unsettled <laughs> yeah, him very true I mean for crying out loud you're getting that boot <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean, it, it could all go mental, couldn't it, with with clubs? I mean, well, and, and also there's there's reports from Crew that they're saying that some of their players tapped up, and allegedly Liverpool being linked to that kind of accusation. Yeah. There, I, I mean, I think I think you're right, Pete, saying that the floodgates could open here. Yeah, I, mean, I think, but I think it possibly is for the good of the game, though. Well, there's talk now of there being sort of a ban on transfers when like players are under eighteen. Yeah, right? they've got they've, they've got that. Thing. Ideal. That's that's perfect. Do you think under eighteen? I think under 18 is uh, ideal. I, I, mm. I don't understand why any... What, what is the argument against that? Mm. If, you, if you're a 15-year-old kid and you're playing at Crew, obviously it's great, you, you know, you, you're playing football, you think you might make it, and then Liverpool come along, you are always going to want to go. <laughs> it, just hands down, every time. Do you know what I mean? The clubs are just going to be powerless to stop it, and it's, I think they need that bit more of an education mm. at their own club. Oh, of course they do, of course they do. And, uh, I mean, Liverpool got 60 pl- professionals on their books. And that includes a lot of young players as well. It's just too many. It's mental. And also another thing that um, again, a lot of players come from the likes of uh, South America when they're really young as yeah. well. Mm. No, I, I know you can say well it worked all right for Messi, but I mean <laughs> that's, a, ex- that's a special case though, isn't exactly. it? Because they, Barcelona exactly. played, paid for Messi's hormone treatment, and he wouldn't be. I don't know if he'd even be able to be a footballer today if it wasn't for them. Right, right. Um, 
But I don't think they actually signed him, did they, from a club? I'm not sure. It's not. It wasn't as conventional as as, as the kind of the, the, the signings we're talking about here. But um, but I think you know players from coming. I think it's good for players to, you, you know, like you say, James. If you go to a, a big club at that age, you're not really going to get much football as well. No, I, I, I think I think it's just it is a good thing for big clubs like Liverpool to start spending a lot more money on their youth. Well, you know, because all, they, all they're doing is going around and cherry-picking. They're just got this, using the scouting networks instead yeah. of their own academies. It's ridiculous. But, uh, oh, and, and I think that's an excellent point, and I think that would help with the game in our country yeah. as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, a number of French clubs have yeah. been linked here, which is an interesting one. And the French have got very good, um, a, a very good academies and all. I think the French teams are getting sick of it. I know Arsenal in particular aren't very popular in France, yeah, but there are a hell of a lot of youngsters from France that are here, probably more so than any other country, because there's a lot, a lot of Liverpool as well, just, yeah. so just all over the place. And it looks like... Now, it, it's like the floodgates have opened for the, the other French clubs to go, actually, if Lens are doing this, like, screw this. Like, yeah. Yeah. This, is, this has gone too far. But if it is as black and white as what we've been presented thus far... You can't bloody blame them. No, absolutely not. But, no. but it doesn't help that Blatter, like last this time last year, started going on about Ronaldo. Or oh, there's too much slavery in the modern game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. It, yeah. it just seems ridiculous that now they're turning well, around saying, "Well, <laughs> they, they'll 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 get involved when they want to get involved." That's the, I think that's mm. uh, that that would be Chelsea's argument. You know, it's it's interesting to see how Chelsea are going to do because they still have an amazing squad. Let's not forget, they do. They do. really are capable of st- still winning the league. And I think you know it could galvanise them. I think it was Frank Lampard's come out and said that he's going to yeah. do that. I suppose he's, he's had to, isn't he? But mm. it could well be the case because that's a deep squad. Mm. Though obviously the African nations is going to hit them really hard. Well, well, well yeah. like um, Anelka, he's, he's been um, dying out for a new contract, and he's been saying that, that Chelsea's policy is if you're an older player, they don't give you a new contract until you in the last year of your current contract. Mm. Oh right. He might get. <laughs> they might well, have to break yeah. that policy. Yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> he might ask for a few quid more as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, but, but, losing Essien, losing Obi Mikel, who's obviously a player sort of in a fairly similar mould. Yeah. Losing Kalu and Drogba as well, all at the same time. Yeah. That's massive. It will be interesting to see if any other clubs uh, get accused of such tapping activities. So we wait with bated breath there. We've just had uh, international week. Um, at the time of recording, we don't know the uh, Wednesday's results. Oh, we hammered them. Uh, England hammered them 5 0. Did yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, that's fantastic. Robert yeah. Green, good five. <laughs> Who told you? Bruce Crobbler? <laughs> um, so, uh, but what we do know is that Brazil have qualified. Yes. Yeah. In a wonderful Emphatically. game. Emphatically. A superb game <laughs> in Argentina. Argentina v Brazil. You know what? Probably the biggest match in football. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the third goal, the ball from Kakao, is just sublime. <laughs> and a great finish from Luis Fabiano as well. His scoring record internationally is phenomenal. Very good. I, it was 25 and 33. Something like yeah. that. It's, it's really high. Yeah, really good. I thought um, throughout the whole game that Maradona looked... Very saddened. He looked kind of flat, kind of like <laughs> in height. Yeah, he looked like he'd been squashed by some sort of television effect. Mm. He looked. He's <laughs> he looking did. more and more like a maid, an old maid. Yeah, <laughs> he, he he's putting the weight back on as well. Yeah, oh, isn't he? like you wouldn't believe. I know. Get that stomach staple back up, Diego. <laughs> he's not going to burst, is he? That'd be rubbish. <laughs> That'd be such an undignified end. Do you know what he could? As well. <laughs> Just as they fail to reach the World Cup. <laughs> be awful. Don't let this happen, Diego. I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. But he really did look a def- like a defeated man. Yeah. Mm. Which for the... Well, a defeated maid. <laughs> defeated maid. Um, I don't know whether that's... I kind of uh, well Argentina, if you will be so silly, or I, I don't... I didn't like to see the big man like that. No. 
but he is a ridiculous man. As, as brilliant as, he, as he's been. Yeah, no, he is just absurd. He should not be in charge of them. It's, <laughs> it's, it's literally like putting Gaza in charge of England. It's mental. Do you know what it is as well? It absolutely is. <laughs> it's just such a silly appointment. But obviously we'd love to see him succeed, and I really want to see him sort of scrape them there, but it just he obviously just doesn't have the tactical sort of know-how, does but he? But even if they qualified, you still think he'd be in charge? I don't know. It's still it'd be Brazil, hard to sack would him. Would Brazil just turn up and go, I'll take it from here, all right? But the, just just on a completely like base level, the defending for the oh. for the Brazilians, we're just hey. awful. He's looking at. He says he reckons he's going to call up. A, or, or people are saying that he's going to call up a, a thirty six. No, he's nearly thirty seven. This centre back you know for playing. I don't, Isn't uh, he? Didn't he call up Martin Palermo as well? Okay. He's not played since like two thousand. And yet he does not play uh, Iguain. Oh God! Yeah, it's infuriating. Why does he not? It's mental. He's been playing superbly for Real Madrid. Yeah, really I mean, weird. Oh, and I tell you, I. I f- if they don't qualify, then then FIFA should introduce some rule where Lionel Messi gets to choose what country he plays for. <laughs> no, I mean, not, that is an absolute travesty. It's not just it? Messi, though, is it? There's Aguero players like that. They've got a great squad at the moment, and it's yeah. ridiculous that they're in this situation. If they don't qualify, it'll be such a shame. Oh, man. Just, just the fact that the, the Argentinian goal was from a million miles out yeah. means that they can't put a move together. So yeah, it, they've got to shoot from that far. I mean, to be fair, Brazil actually did defend pretty well. Yeah, I, but... I loved that every time Brazil scored, they had that weird sort of music. This is worth checking out on YouTube. Right. It's just like, it just sounded like something off like an, an old FIFA game or something. <laughs> Brazil! Over the top of it, but actually in the stadium. <laughs> Are you sure it was in the yeah. stadium? Oh, God. Well, it sounded like it off YouTube. <laughs> I sure know it's reliable. Touche, James. Touche. Tausch. Um, I believe it's pronounced. Okay, um, I th- I mean Brazil defend. I tell you what, every time Kakar got the ball and went forward, he got chopped down, didn't he? Oh, he, he <laughs> did take a proper was- clattering, didn't he? A yeah, few Mascherano times. was told to do a job on oh, him. Absolutely. Um, but the one time, as you say, James, he got free threaded um, Luis Fabiano in. Um, but the defending, as you said, Pete, for the first goal, disgraceful. <laughs> it's, it's just like. It's, it's the genuinely... whole sort of k- almost Keegan-esque attitude, like, oh, the defendant's barring, don't bother. <laughs> but this is... Discarded! But this is like, as I say... I'm like... Diego Maradona. <laughs> For some reason, I talk like this. Yeah, edge of Silla Black in there as well. But um, <laughs> Argentina v Brazil, in your home stadium, defending like that. They moved it, though, didn't they? They moved it to a stadium where they thought it would be more like a fortress and well, just where forgot they, to defend. Where they play in, in, in Buenos Aires, uh, uh, they play at River Plate Stadium because it's uh, about 65,000. It's the biggest stadium in the country. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been there, and it actually, you do mm. sit... Well, you know, well-travelled. Um, uh, <laughs> you do, you, you do Who are you quite... talking to? <laughs> well-travelled, if uh, Travelog uh, uh, want to get involved... <laughs> I've talked to Alan Wicker in the corner there. (laughs) um, (laughs) um, And I'm after your job, Mr Wicker. Um, uh, You do sit quite far back. There is a... I think it might even be a running track or something around the the edge of the pitch. Um, So he wanted a more kind of the cauldron effect. Mm. And he went up to Rosario. And there was... I think it was in the 1978 World Cup, there was a a legendary game between Argentina and Brazil, which finished nil-nil. But it was a real... Um, humdinger and they, they played it there and they just say the atmosphere you're right on top of the pitch and it's much more intimidating um, obviously didn't have the desired effect again it just smacks of an absolute crackpot it's just like what what are, you, <laughs> what are your tactics we shall move the stadium <laughs> just pack them in pack them in learn to defend well it would be my suggestion James but um, yeah Luis Fabiano <laughs> pounced on the second Julio Cesar had a great game for Brazil mm. I tell you what he just... A, a couple of those saves were good, but he, the way he just was so quick off his line to smother, mm. 
the ball. And, yeah. and I think the commentator was saying he's probably the best keeper in the world at the moment. You know, and Brazilian keepers don't often get yeah. the credit they sometimes deserve. I know you've and defenders as well. They are very, very, very solid at the moment. And the they've back. got an incredibly good record in t- yeah. uh, World Cups. I think Tim Vickery, who does the, B- the BBC um, South American blog, said something like, if you look at it defensively, Brazil have one of, if not the best, defensive records at World Cups. Yeah. It's yeah. an outrageous statistic. And you just think, well, bloody hell, surely not, but... It's just because they're so eye-catching in other areas. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um... But uh, yeah, and, and Luis Fabiano's second goal was an absolute beast. It's sublime. Um, I, but I guess, like, if if you're playing so far up the field and you are so spectacularly exciting up front, it's all hands on bloody deck when you play in Brazil, and it's all about yeah. defending. Nobody goes out to attack that bad, that much against Brazil. Like Argentina clearly did. <laughs> they did. Yeah, <laughs> they gave them a cropper. Well, they're in a bit of trouble, Argentina. I, I, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, they are. I mean, I mean, as I say, time of recording, they they haven't played Paraguay yet, but Paraguay are going well. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it wouldn't have been incredible if they finished fifth Argentina and had to play possibly Mexico. Yeah, well, in they're the in a state as well, aren't they? I think the interest, the good thing where Argentina are concerned is even if they don't qualify for this World Cup, their key players are all quite young. They'll all still be there yeah. for the next one. Yeah, but it's that's <laughs> when scant he's consolation. When Maradona's gone, when he's yeah. popped. When Sebastian, <laughs> Ver- when Sebastian Verón doesn't agree with that statement, <laughs> um, looking he wasn't like- included. <laughs> <laughs> looking a bit like Borat. <laughs> well, he always looked like Ali G, I guess, a little bit, didn't he? Well, there you go, I guess. Little, little it's, apparently, it's the same bloke who plays this. <laughs> is <it> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruno was telling me. <laughs> um, did you see Adriano come on? He came on in the last sort of 20 minutes. I think, I mean, He's huge. Yeah, we knew this, Mark. No, but I, I, but I, I forgot. <laughs> I just like, And I saw a clip of him on YouTube recently when he was playing for Inter. Um, and who was it? Some defenders are like all over him, and he just tur- he slaps Adriano in the face, and Adriano turns around and like gives him two fists. To the face. <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> he is an absolute tank of a man, isn't he? <laughs> I've, I've I've got to admit that um, I was uh, watching this live while I was doing a live radio show. So <laughs> I, must play. I don't oh. think it's any secret that I do do a radio show on overnights on a radio station, and didn't did played a lot of songs. Uh, like, uh, they should play more. They should play, put more South American football on television oh, at yeah. two o'clock in the morning on yeah. a weekend. It's ideal, for just well, for me. Uh, all you've got to do is have a word with Maradona, and he can arrange that. If he agrees with you, um, <laughs> th- th- there was a little talk of, of the of the original Ronaldo coming back in the international scene. Apparently, he's got he's scoring rates all right. He's got about six in nine for Corinthians. I can't yeah. see that happening myself. No. But it's mental how much the Brazil team rotates. Be, be fair, though. I mean, oh, Ronald, Ronaldinho can't get near it now. It's well, just, I've, you, I've, thought that would you well he's, he's not doing he's not, he's not having a great time um, I mean I think if he clicked his fingers Romario could probably have a run out <laughs> but uh, of course there is uh, a few weeks ago there was that uh, talk of him he's going to come out of uh, retirement for a couple of games for uh, for a lower league Brazilian side uh, called America I believe uh, yeah it's a funny one apparently his his father supported this team and mm. uh, he said on his, his, his deathbed that he, his dying wish was for Romario to turn out for them a couple of times. Although uh, our man Rupert at South American Football said that, yeah, it, it's a nice little story, but he reckons that actually um, it's, it's a big PR exercise because apparently <laughs> Romario had, had a bit of, uh, a bit of bad, bad press of late. Really? He, he spent, well, it, it would surprise you. Uh, he's chucking chickens around again. <laughs> uh, no, worse. He spent 48 hours in a prison for not paying child support to an ex-wife um, and he's had a lot of financial uh, irregularities. Hmm. <laughs> um, as you could imagine, I think he needs a, a nice little bit of PR. Just, yeah, just pay it. your kids. Just pay the money. <laughs> Don't worry about it. But, uh, but also, though, for this club, um, I think they'll attract a huge crowd for this one. So yeah. I think it'll be... Uh, 
shaking hands all round. <laughs> that's such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of wringing hands all round. But um, Steve Claridge is doing the same thing. Well, oh, yes, Peter. I'm glad you mentioned that because. Uh, and, and so is Steve Claridge. Well, we've uh, been perfecting our Steve Claridge. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, well, Steve Claridge is going to come out of retirement at the age oh, of. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> at the age of 43, um, to help. Uh, the cash-strapped club Weymouth. What is he? Some kind of? Is he like? Is he like <laughs> the MacGyver of the football yeah. club? Where he's just, you know, it's more like that woman in the Vanish advert that just sort of turns up in people's houses, <laughs> like washing their clothes. I'd imagine. Yeah I, yeah, I can't imagine Weymouth putting out this plea, like just in a board <laughs> meeting. I know what we need, Steve Claridge. <laughs> it's really odd. Yeah, a fair play to him. I do like Steve. He Claridge probably a lot. is more he's... like some woman out of a Vanish advert than MacGyver himself. <laughs> um... But we shall see. Yeah, the the, um, the non-league uh, club um, are. They need to raise something like fifty thousand pounds. Otherwise, they're going to go into administration. So uh, he's just going to play a couple of games to help him out. Is yeah. so he going to sell some boots out the back of his must car? Be, must be. Do, do you know that story that he used to just have loads of boots <laughs> in the back of his car? He'd never wear matching boots. He'd just take a couple out. Yeah, look at that. We used when he was playing for Portsmouth. Ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe you just didn't understand what a car boot sale is. <laughs> <laughs> boot, boot. Where there do you keep your boot? Where do you keep your boots? In, in the boat. In the, boat. In the, in the designated section. His <laughs> <laughs> glove compartment's got a bit of this <laughs> bulging. <laughs> Good job he's not a keeper. <laughs> Sol Campbell um, has come out and said that he's not given up hope of landing a spot in England squad for the 2010 World Cup, assuming that we get there and we don't mess it all up. Mm. Um, and he said that, uh, I would love to be in that World Cup squad for South Africa next year. Why not? Well, Sol, the boys are going to tell you why <laughs> yeah, not. I'd like to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see it happening. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, number one, he plays in the second division. <laughs> yeah, League two. League two. The third division. Is it League God, it makes it my head hurt. League, league Two, isn't it? Yeah, League Two, the third division. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I d- yeah, I just had to double check that because he <laughs> wants to play in the World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> the World Cup. <laughs> so remember, uh, it's not a cup. I know, but re- <laughs> just remember what it is. It's not it's the auto windscreen shields, which <laughs> is why. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a baffling thing to even say. But then it's, it's like a- you know, like when you have a daydream about how like <laughs> you. You win an Oscar, or f- <laughs> just for something you did in life that or, was that or, good, or a BAFTA, like, yeah, or a b- little well, bit more realistic. Yeah, well, I suppose so. You know. It's it's just like he's he's got this insane daydream that's just got out of control, and he's just actually <laughs> happened to tell his press officer someone was there to record it. <laughs> yeah, and God bless that man. But uh, yeah, he's, and he started saying how he, I think he's trying to justify it. He said, "Well, I had the chance to play in the Premier League. It was clubs contacting me and offers from abroad, um, but when." Uh, Notts County, they were very decisive. In and they offered me loads and loads of money. Yeah, that's not in the quote, but I <laughs> no. reckon it should be. And and Sven was very decisive. I think he's kind of saying, well, I mean, I could still cut it in the Premier League and I could still do a job for well, them. Well, play it in the bloody Premier League yeah, and stop... Prove going. it. <laughs> yeah. at, least, at least Beckham realised his mistake and he's trying to get back. He's trying mm. to get back. He's <laughs> trying to get on that flight. Yeah, well, someone <laughs> someone said to Beckham, oh, what about Notts County? And he just laughed. <laughs> Even Beckham laughed. Well he, but he, well, he said he's coming back to Europe, didn't he? He definitely said he's coming back to Europe. Yeah, well, there was a hint. Uh, he's He's always that. dropping hints about the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he's just kind of... I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, yeah I think that's basically what he's doing. Yeah. I think, he, I think he's he has terrified to. of anonymity. <laughs> which is <laughs> never going to happen, but he has to just smash that chance. But on the on the topic of uh, David Beckham, D-Beck, if you will... Uh, and we will. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we, we shall, and we well. can. Yeah. Uh, Pete, you started a little campaign on Twitter, haven't you? Yeah, twitter.com forward slash the football ramble. 
I hope so. That's our Twitter account. Anyway, I started a little, started a little uh, David Beckham for right back campaign. A couple of people really hate the idea, don't they? Which is people, nice. A couple of people are, are, are all right on it. They're lukewarm on it. Are those couple of people who hate it? David Beckham and Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something. But people are saying, oh, what about Mika Richards? What about. They're not in the squad. I'd have Gary mm. Neville back. If, uh, Glenn Johnson clearly can't. Well, you, te- you texted me that on, on the England game. You said. He can't defend. He's never been able to defend. I, I, mm. he's, not, he's not that good. With his back to goal, I th- he's not that good with his front to goal, which yeah. is the. It, I, I just find it very difficult. At least if you had something like David Beckham, and I know it's yeah. ridiculous, I'm not stupid. At least if <laughs> but he you're was still going to suggest it. outright back, he could he could distribute from well inside his own half, <laughs> right, right. And we know he's 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 big on the old reckless challenge. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Glenn Johnson, realistically, coming up against someone like, say, Arjen Robin, it's getting exactly. ripped apart. Absolutely ripped apart. <laughs> D-Beck, just bang! Exactly. <laughs> He's down the other end. Up. He wouldn't need a run. He wouldn't need a run. <laughs> He's never needed so, to run. Yeah, that, 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 little, uh, that little thing I'm going to continue to... Uh, that drum I'm going to beat by myself. Sh- uh, Steve Harper for England. That, <laughs> that fell by the wayside, but probably has more of a shout. Steve Claridge for England. Steve Claridge for England. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Look, he's not giving up hope of South Africa. Romario no. for England, any of that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Oh, dear, oh, dear. It, it ain't good Beckham, To be fair, though, Beckham actually has played a short period uh, right back for England. Now, if you cast your minds back to the, the previous World Cup, when uh, Aaron Lennon came on against uh, Trinidad and Tobago, mm. if you mm. actually watched that, Beckham actually was kind of pushed to a actually. little bit more of a right back role. It's yeah. a, but it, like, Still wingers, slide across. People, people on the right and the left, usually as they get older, they move backwards, don't they? I mean, uh, I've, I've, there's numerous they're that's slow. They're that's <laughs> they start to forget things, <laughs> they wet slow. themselves. They're that slow, they actually move backwards. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not as if uh, none of our wingers can cross that well. None of our there's no. only Beckham that can put a crossing from the right, I think. Well, which should suggest he probably should be right midfield. Jermaine, <laughs> Jermaine Pennant has actually got a pretty decent delivery. He's just uh, every now and just, then. Yeah, it is He's very, very sporadic, isn't it? <laughs> right. Sorry, I had <laughs> to do that. Uh, it is emails and. Uh, Damn it all, Pete, you can go first. Hey, that's what everyone wants to hear. Graham in Hanover, Germany says... Ooh, uh, international. He's, he's, he's just talking about um, clever names for footballers, clever sort of... Uh, uh, nicknames. Nicknames, okay. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christian Daly, Parish Newsletter, and uh, Fitzhall, one size. Uh, I would like to nominate Leighton uh, Orange's mercurial angle-headed midfielder Kenny Achampong for the most stupid nickname. Oh, yeah. He was known throughout his career at the Orient as the Doctor. Why we even that? used to have our own chant about him uh, being the Doctor. Oh. He was once stood next to us at a reserve game, and we all said, oh, look, there's the Doctor over there, there's the Doctor. <laughs> and uh, Kenny said, "What? why do you call me that? I mean, my name's Achampong, it doesn't make any sense. And uh, their mate Jeff pipes up, oh, it's because you look like my Doctor. <laughs> and that was it for no other reason than that. Uh, why, why? What other reasons do you need? Mister <laughs> Champong was called um, the Doctor because he looked like his mate's GP. Well, I hope that every, every single person that goes to Orient has got that same GP. So it just makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> yeah. They go, like, oh yeah, he does. He looks like Doctor. A Lichtenstein. A Lichtenstein. That's doctor. great stuff. Love That's it. Uh, thank you very much, Graham in Hanover, Germany. Thank you, Shun. Indeed. Um, uh, got an email here. Hey, Ramble Force, uh, after listening to the podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, we mentioned uh, 
the comments about Ron Atkinson uh, during the Cyril Regis, uh, Brendan Batson and Laurie Cunningham mm. induction into the Dean Manners Hall of Fame. And, of course, we reminded ourselves of, of Ron Atkinson making a bit of a boo-boo, to say the least, about uh, the Marcel Desailly business. Um, when the microphones were left on, remember that yeah. silly piece of commentary that silly man made? Well, it wasn't silly, it was... Uh... Ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Horrend- horrendously offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of the above. <laughs> um, but apparently, um, when he was commentating on a Roma game uh, for German TV, in brackets, yes, very odd. Uh, that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> he, apparently he made um, a comment about Francesco Totti, where, which was bit picked up by the TV mics. He said <laughs> he actually looks like a little twat, that Totti. <laughs> What a strange... Eh, eh. I, why is he... I don't... I don't what does that look like? B, I can see that why that's been eclipsed by other... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's the third time that's happened, well, isn't it? Cause... And, and, and that was from uh, Ross Bell. Oh, well done. Sorry, you, for that. But, sorry, James. But the, I mean, it happened to him in, in Italian night, didn't it? Exactly the same as when it uh, when the Desai thing happened. That it, was, it went out over the world service without him knowing. Where he yeah. said he said that one of the Cameroon players didn't have a brain uh, during the game, which is like a racist, weirdly sort of racist sort of. Well, a, it's just a crappy thing. to no, say. No, but it is one of those very very old stereotypes where that is a particularly oh, okay, racist right, thing right, to right, say. Right. And um, uh, during the during the break, he said, "Do you think I'll get away with that?" And his co-commentator, I forget who it was, said, "Yeah, I think you'll be all right." And he said, uh, "Unless his mum's." Um, watching in Africa up a tree. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Do you remember Jim Rosenthal? Well, um, not so long ago. He seemed to have got away with this, talking about Tessa Sanderson. Yeah. Um, he oh, comes yeah. back after a, a clip of Tessa Sanderson talking or whatever, and she really was a tremendous spear chucker. And yeah, it's like, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, he's got away with that, and I don't understand I how th- that was not... Think, um, I think he actually knows her. But I think there's some weird thing like that, and it was just all sort of very hush hush, and I it just, apparently just, didn't it intend just it like that. Beggar's belief it that didn't he was not. It like that. Why was he not hauled over the calls for that? I cannot, be- I cannot believe that. He looks like Satan, <laughs> so <laughs> maybe he actually is. You'd, you'd think though, yeah. Satan's always depicted as just being a man with a pitchfork. He probably does really horrible things. Like he's probably racist all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he's, think of the terrible <laughs> things he does. He can't be a good bloke. <laughs> no, <laughs> can't be. James, I believe you've got an email too. I do, indeed. Ooh. I've got one, this is from Ed <laughs> in tickle London. Our, tickle our fancy. I shall. Um, in 1989, I was a ball boy for Barnet for just one season. The reasons why will become clear soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> OK. At the time, Barry Fryer was in charge, which made life unpredictable at the best of times. <laughs> it was the Club Cool Cup semi-final second leg at home to Bishop Stortford, and I was stationed by a corner flag in front of the West Bank at Underhill. It was the dying seconds of the match, and we were 4-1 up on the night, when the ball came hurtling over to me for a goal kick, and I booted it to the Keeper. A simple pass along the ground and straight to him. Nothing special, which is why I was surprised when the West Bank turned to me and sang, sign him up, sign him up. I was even more taken <laughs> aback when the referee ran over and sent me from the playing area. <laughs> Apparently, although oblivious to this, I was a good four yards on the pitch when I kicked the ball, <laughs> which meant a drop ball. Um, of course, I was cheered, ridiculed, etc., but nothing mattered. I was much more concerned that Barry Fry wanted to see me in his office. Okay, right? uh, so he's walked into the office. Eventually, Barry Fry walks in, right, and apparently he's started to walk round him and round the desk. He didn't stop staring, not even sure he blinked, (laughs) says Ed. As he reached his chair, he slammed his fist down on the table, leaned forward and grabbed my cheek. Don't worry, son! He said with a smile and a slight chuckle. It happens to everyone. Run along now. 
I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. <laughs> Suffice to say, my career as a bull boy ended that evening. Barry Fry. No, so, thanks for that, Ed. No, knowing Barry Fry during the 90s specifically, he tried to sign every player in the world ever anyway, so I'm surprised he didn't Barry, get, get a contract <laughs> out. Barry Fry is a poor man's Harry Redknapp. Yes. <laughs> he really is. Do you remember With that less time? less money. Do you remember that time, I think, uh, where did I hear it? Maybe on Less Spot. money than a poor man's Harry Redknapp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, um... He pissed in all four corners of one of the grounds. That's right. Didn't, but hadn't someone told him that would like lift a curse yeah, that had been yeah, placed yeah. on the club? Barry didn't know that though. He just pissed in. What he just? Four <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he didn't know that. He didn't. <laughs> you wouldn't put it past him though. But he used to do. Barry Fry used to um, really bend the rules um, with regards to hospitality because. <laughs> <laughs> I do know you're going to say. Well, probably. But apparently, he used to do all things like. Uh, uh, make the in the away dressing room the light bulbs would flicker. Yeah, he turned the heating up in in the summer months. He turned he no heating in the winter. Months. He'd have the away club's crest in the urinals in their own dressing room. All that he'd, he'd set about the uh, youth team, the opposing opposing youth team with a cricket bat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he'd tap up uh, younger players from other clubs. Ooh, oh, topical. Allegedly, nice one, no, McIntyre. He didn't actually. Thank you very much. Well, Michael. Um, yes. <laughs> Okay, so who's the uh, championship manager goodie bag going to? I think it's got to be Ed, the ball boy. Ed from London. A Barry Fry story is always going to be in there. Yeah, <laughs> Ed, a championship manager goodie bag is, is on its way to you, my good man. Yeah, and you've only got a couple of days left to um, register to get your championship manager, the new championship manager 2010 game, very, very cheap. It's like mm. three quid or something, I think. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, it comes out on the 11th of September, and I think up until the 10th, I think you can still register to get it radio head so. cheap. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> you had cheap, very cheap. Good, but and we're, and we're in it, of course. That's why we're giving away championship manager yeah. bags and stuff. So, we yeah. love that. I cannot wait for this. T- <laughs> I cannot wait to turn on my computer. Finally, I'm a massive video game fan, and this is finally happening. It's a childhood dream achieved in the weirdest way. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to change my name as Mario, but that is <laughs> apparently not doesn't work. It didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Funny stories. Oh. <laughs> Who wants to do what? Oh, it is funny stories, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one of you slags can read one out first. <laughs> Choose amongst yourself. I'm going to okay. have a sip of milk. Right. Marcus does have a little little carton of milk every he does, show. He does. I think he thinks it's quirky. Mother's milk. Just twatty. Uh, okay. Cal- <gasps> calcium. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> nice. Do you want to go first? I'll, I'll go. So I, th- I think we've uh, we, we're kind of a line to ourselves at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, we can Max do has what gone we want. Lunatics have taken over the studio. You He's gone de- calcimental. You, you can't decide, so I will. Pete, you go first. All right, then. Uh, this is one about Peter Beagree, our m- much beloved Peter Gr- B- Peter Beagree. Stop uh, trying to say Beardsley. <laughs> Peter Beardsley. Nothing to do with you, Kelsey United. Peter Beagsley. Peter Beagsley is perhaps best friend remembered for his somersaulting goal celebrations and a career that saw him play until he was 40 years old. But often overlooked is the fact that he once rode a motorcycle <laughs> through a hotel plate glass window. <laughs> oh, this is from the archive, this one. <laughs> this has been sat at the bottom of the funny stories list forever. It's <laughs> been a bit of a quiet week. Yeah. I don't mind letting you through the curtain. <laughs> but, it, but it is an absolute classic. Uh, you know what, right? 
I didn't know that story. You get that in from me, and I'm so glad that that's come out. That is superb. After, uh, after a bo- Moon is celebrated somewhere. <laughs> it's like after a boozing late night out following a, a game with Real Sociedad on a pre-season tour with Everton, Beagree persuaded a passing motorcyclist to giving a lift, giving him a lift back to his hotel. <laughs> on arrival, he decided against working the night porter and commandeered the Spaniard's bike before riding up the hotel steps and straight through a plate glass window <laughs> of the building. <laughs> that poor Spaniard. Look at this. Get this though, it was the wrong hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and he required 50 stitches. <laughs> he thinks he's blooming, I know. Axel Foley. I think. <laughs> I'm gonna ride upstairs. I'm gonna open the mini bar with the wheel. How the hell would you manage to persuade someone to give them your bite? Terrible person. I'm Peter Bigger, watch this. Sorry, wrong person. He tried to do a somersault with it. He thought he was evil can evil. And that's how that's how the celebration started. He was thrown off his bike through a plate glass window. In pre-season as well. Uh, (laughs) That's not preparation, is it? No. Top that, James or Jim. I can't. Um, Well, don't then. Right. Real Madrid have been annoying again, right? Their president, Florentino Perez, has issued each player of of Real Madrid a booklet detailing the rules of behaviour and night excursions are now prohibited. (laughs) Even though the booklet has yet to reach the stands of any Real Madrid stars, Marsa have somehow obtained a copy, highlights of which include proximity... Players will need to appear approachable to the fans. Education. Players must show respect towards all coaches, manager and fans. That's not education. (laughs) (laughs) Effort. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) What is is this? (laughs) Punctuality. That's another one. Players must be on time for all appointments. Again, this is just... These are just things that, as a human being, you should do. You shouldn't need, like, a booklet to tell you to do (laughs) this. Mind you, Capello needed to tell the England squad half. Well, exactly. Health. Players must avoid all risky situations. Order. There will be no excursions at night. That's the big one, isn't it? That's <laughs> going to be tough. People, uh, players must avoid all risky situations. Does that risky business? Avoid all accidents, <laughs> casinos, <laughs> risky well, business. If only we could, James. Yeah. <laughs> avoid <laughs> avoid tapping up youth players for your own deeds. Okay. Uh, image: players must look presentable at all times. That's so, no, prob- no problem for Kakar. Yeah, well, it's John Parkin screwed, though, isn't it? Well, it, I don't think not John Parkin move there. will ever ever. He won't even be allowed in as a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Collaboration. I hope this means that they've got a pass to each other. But it says players must collaborate with the club and the press. Oh, I thought you were maybe talking about Christmas single collaborations. (laughs) (laughs) May be. Perez. He's such a baddie. <laughs> Isn't he? He really, really is this sort he's of evil emperor turning type. That place Presidente. He's turned that place into Castle Grayskull. He really has. It. <laughs> the Bernabeu is the death star of football, isn't it? But I just... Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, it's profile time. And uh, this man needs no introduction. Tony Eboa. Ah, oh, hello, Yebs. <laughs> Yeboa. That's exactly That's, uh, right. what I used to shout. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you little curveballer. Um, uh, born 6th of June, 1966. One year before <laughs> the uh, Summer of Love. Um, but uh, he, he, what did he win, James? Uh, do you want to tell us, Pete, this time? We all know he Did won. he win the sperm race? He Marcus. did, indeed. He annihilated Absolutely it. Absolutely smashed it. Yeah, Tony Eboa, um, former Ghanaian footballer, um, considered by many one of the most prominent and prolific goal scorers 
in well certainly in Ghanaian history, mm. but in African football history mm. as well, which is is quite some accolade. Uh, like I said, he's from Ghana and he came from uh, a very poor family, very humble um, upbringing. And uh, you know, he talks about his early childhood and he said, you know, they had nine brothers and sisters. He couldn't even afford school, you know. But fortunately, uh, his football skills uh, managed to get him a scholarship. But he said he used to often sneak out of school to play football, uh, <laughs> as his passion was for the game and not for that academia. He uh, was um, born in the uh, Ashanti region of, mm. of Ghana. And he, as a child, his duties were often to fetch water every morning before going to school. And he used to walk three kilometres to school every morning um, and spent uh, holidays with his grandmother uh, in the village, often helping her, helping her on the farm. Now, the reason why I'm saying all this is, it, it, this will be uh, later, it'll be, we'll talk about his, his premiership career and all, but this guy was really one of the first um, African players in the new era of football. Mm. And so just how far he came from walking three kilometres to school to fetching water, all that kind of stuff. You, you sort of like, um, in places like Brazil and South America yeah. uh, in, in general, you have um, these kids in really crappy circumstances. Yeah. Yes. But there's a lot of people are playing football. Yes. You know what yeah. I mean? And there's, right. there's a kind of like, oh, this is the dream to get in in uh, in Ghana, probably not the same uh, well, at that time thing it, at all, really. No, so he didn't have... Um, any kind of uh, role models, if you like. Yeah, there's African, no system. Exactly. I mean, African players, you had some good African players beforehand, but 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 um, but not as as many as there were nowadays, yeah. you know. It I would mean, have been it, that much harder to make yourself stand out, wouldn't exactly. it? And there'd be that, that sort of fewer opportunities around here. Exactly. So um, at the age of 15, um, he decided that, um, that he wanted to be a footballer, but his family uh, didn't approve because they said, well, you know, who the hell has been successful from playing football? Whereas yeah. nowadays, you know, having... I mean, I've actually been to Ghana myself, you know, I mentioned it before. You know, they all want to become footballers mm. because they've, they've seen the likes of, well, of course, Yabara and Anessian and then uh, Desai, who's from, from Ghana, yeah. and Muntari, and so on and so forth, and think, my goodness, this is achievable. But back then, you know, this was quite surprising for someone of such a, um, an upbringing in, in the country like Ghana. The, the riches weren't as wild back then either. Oh, not at all, not at all, you know, absolutely. Although still huge. Yeah, so he played for a number of um, uh, Ghanaian sides, <coughs> uh, such as uh, Kotoko youth side, um, the Osa uh, Neoplan Stars, um, and uh, Okwawu United, I'm struggling through them, but I think I got there just about. Um, but he joined um, German side FC uh, Saarbrücken in uh, 1988. And this was quite historical significance, this movie. He became the only, uh, only the second black player to play in the Bundesliga. But uh, the, the, the chap who was before him was a fellow Ghanaian, um, Anthony um, Bafoe. Um, but he'd been born and raised in, in Germany. So, mm. ag again, he's gone from... One, you know, situation to vastly different. A colder situation. Oh, massively, massively <laughs> a colder and wetter situation. <laughs> he did, yeah. And he had uh, run about sort of um, 65 appearances for, for Saarbrücken and scored uh, 26 goals. So um, bad. One in three. Well, yeah. He's, uh, and he, was, um, he caught the eye of Eintracht Frankfurt. And this is when uh, his career really, really took off. You know, he was he was top scorer in the Bundesliga twice, uh, two seasons running, um, and and scored six, about, roughly about sixty eight goals and about one hundred and twenty three appearances for them. So decent scoring yeah. record. And he paved the way for other um, African players like JJ Kocha and of course Sami Kafour, who played for Bayern Munich famously. Unfortunately for Yuboa, Frank Frankfurt um, had a new manager in Jupp uh, Henkes, um, who fell out with him. 
and uh, he basically forced him out the side. So um, Leeds United uh, pounced uh, 3.4 million. Swooped. And uh, he became a, a Leeds United player under Howard Wilkinson. And uh, six months after Yeboah left, they were relegated. Wow. <laughs> That's what happens when you get rid of the big man. Yeah. <laughs> and he right. was a big man. He was, he was, he was an absolute he tank, was, He was he? a heavy-set man. <laughs> he was what you'd call hench. He yeah. always he always said that um, he liked Yorkshire because he liked the Yorkshire pudding. That's yeah, that's true. Right. Very indeed. true, very true indeed. Um, but he's still uh, very very popular in Frankfurt, and uh, apparently some of the fans they have on the the slogan on the back of their shirts. I'm not sure of the pronunciation, but something like Zugen uh, Yeboah's, which means um, Yeboah's witnesses, kind of a take <laughs> of Je- Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, he played the last few months of the '94 '95 Premiership season, but it was really the '95 '96 season that uh, it all just went off. Mm. Um, he won, uh, well, I mean, how many good goals did he score? Tons. Tons. He scored a few. He was uh, very good at the old volley, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. Oh, well, that, that is the volley against Liverpool. Yeah. If I remember you... watching that game live, which is a rarity for me then, because well, I was quite young and I didn't yeah. have Sky, and it was all, it was all amazing, because when the replays came up, they'd go... Oh, yeah, so they did. <laughs> if you have not seen Tony Aboa's volley against Liverpool then hang your head and go and look at it on YouTube. Yeah, actually, some of our younger listeners might not have seen this, so really do yourself a favour and like search it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's a phenomenal it, goal. He scored, didn't he score two in yeah. two weeks? And the one, one, one against Wimbledon, Wimbledon was it? Yeah, yeah. and they're quite the similar. There was one that was just a straight volley and another one that was chest-knee volley, wasn't there? He kind of chested it down and jinked it beautifully oh. past one defender and just absolutely and there's, no, and there's nothing more exciting than a in ball going in off the bar. Oh. There's yeah. nothing, there's nothing well, more exciting. Sometimes... I, Remember that was referred to as a Yeboah. Yeah. You know, if you did that when <laughs> yeah. you were a kid. Well, that that volley is is the volley of which that's the measure stick, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Sure, other volleys. <laughs> Paul Skulls tried to take it off him that <laughs> Wait, other season, but no, it's still Yeboah's one. There's, there's a great MySpace profile somebody set up, um, uh, pretending to be purporting to be Tony Yeboah, oh, right. and his interests are um, volleying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, his great hope is to go to Ghana and set up a volleying school. I <laughs> 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 got an idea of Tony Yeboah teaching volleying. I remember when when Chelsea played Barcelona in the Champions League last year. I couldn't see the game because I was doing a gig and. Um, when SEN scored that goal, it turned out, uh, Luke sent me a message that just said, You power! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been a nod to the I knew one. what he meant, I just didn't know who'd done it. <laughs> yeah. You knew it wasn't your boy. <laughs> it was your Boa-esque, though. Your boa also is one of, if not the only player, to have won the uh, Goal of the Month competition back-to-back. Oh, yeah. yeah. The match in a, of the day a, one, of course. Yeah, of course, match of the day, yeah. Um, but other uh, memorable things he did. A hat-trick away to Monaco <laughs> for, for, for Leeds. Um, a, a brilliant 25-yarder against Sheffield Wednesday. And do you remember when they played Man United on Christmas around the Christmas period and he uh, he did a great big run through the defence, smashed it past Schmeichel, and then he did a nice little dinker over Schmeichel as well. Leeds won 3-1. What is a goal record for Leeds? His goal record for Leeds, he... um, Because people forget that he was prolific. I mean, he he scored some absolutely cracking goals, but also... He he was was kind of a more one-in-two man, which uh, is always Mm. decent record. I think uh, 62 appearances, 33 It was like Yakubu without tailing off after Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. He gets tired, Yakubu. Christmas lunch. There was a a nice little thing, apparently... um, that uh, around um, Leeds, the, the, you've got the Yorkshire Electricity Board, um, YEB, mm. and uh, which is the um, 
uh, acronymicals, and people were adding an, an O-A-H to the end of it to spell your <laughs> nice. bar, obviously. Uh, if that's not true, I, then it's still great. <laughs> it should be. Yeah. But, yeah, as I said, his scoring record for Leeds was uh, 33 goals and 62 appearances. Wow. Yeah, decent, you mm. know. Unfortunately, he didn't play that long in the Premiership. Injuries uh, got the better of him, and then party pooper George Graham turned up and was saying, oh, the striker's a bit a bit heavy, and, and it didn't really... didn't take to him too much and used to put him on the bench quite a bit and I would have volleyed him in the face <laughs> take that hit <laughs> off the bar it's weird though that the second time that happened to him yeah the manager just hasn't really fancied it it's, it's odd isn't it apparently um, when he, I don't remember this myself but uh, at White Hart Lane once um, he, he, he took him off and, and Yubawa threw his shirt at Graham and that was pretty much it yeah you know for that one um but he went back to Germany and, and played for Hamburg and played around 100 games for Hamburg, scoring uh, sort of 28 goals there. Um, and then, uh, But he did play well, though. He's remembered, um, uh, he's remembered affectionately in Hamburg. And then in 2001, he left Hamburg um, for the Football Leagues of Qatar. Um, and also there was uh, sort of tax evasion allegations <laughs> going on, so a little break in the Middle East was probably a good thing for him. So he, he spent the remainder of his uh, career there. Um, but he was, of course, a member of the Ghanaian national team um, for a number of years, over 10 years, in fact. And uh, I think he's he's the second highest goal scorer in Ghana's history, just behind uh, Abidi Pele, of course. Yeah. Um, he scored, uh, I think it was 29 and 59 goals he scored for, for Ghana. Great um, record. Yeah, very good record. And Especially as Ghana weren't one of the big teams then as no, well. No, no. You know, they are now, but they weren't then. He was probably the most expensive Ghanaian footballer ever, presumably, when he moved to... Well, I think Essien probably took the crown. Well, but, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Um, and, of course, Ghana have qualified for the World Cup, um, so well done to them. Um, but uh, his, his birthday was not quite determined. Um, yeah, <laughs> another one. one, another one. Well, and uh, apparently Otto um, Fitzer said, uh, who was the Ghana's manager when Yaboa was playing for them, he said, "There's only way to f- one way to find out: saw his leg off and count the rings." <laughs> like, like he's a tree. Yeah, I don't the get joke it. Joke works. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, fortunately they didn't. I don't get it. And, <laughs> um, but he now lives in Ghana. Does Mr. Yaboa, and he runs a hotel. Yeah, he's a hotelier. The, in, Lovely. In, in the capital city of of Accra. Um, and he was asked, why are you no longer heavily in football? Well, he is slightly involved in football. He uh, tutors a number of the young Ghanaian strikers. But they said, why are you no longer heavily in football? And he said, I was thinking about the future of the Ghanaian people, people who have no work, people who supported me throughout my football career. So I wanted to do something to employ the people. And in Accra, I have now 50 employees. Oh, yeah. What a guy. Yeah, that's and, great. And what a for, guy, Nen. For all of that, <laughs> he's in the Dean Wendell's Hall of Fame. Welcome. In. Get in there. Volley that door open. Come on in, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the pod. I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. Um, I certainly have. Yeah. Absolutely. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, email podcast at thefootballramble.com. Check out our website, which is, of course, thefootballramble.com. Our Facebook fan page is kicking off, James. It is. It's been very busy. Very L- busy lot indeed. Of action mm. going on on there. And there's a lot of stuff on our, our, on our Twitter as well. Say goodbye, James. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. We're all off to get a lift from Peter Beagree on his motorbike to take us to Tony Aboa's hotel. Cheers. What's gonna happen?
Can't wait till Luke gets back. <laughs> the secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.